Got you mid yawn there. You did. It's so, been a it's been an early morning for me. Yeah, Chris has been a podcasting fool today. So you're number th- you're on number three already, right? Number number three of the day. Yeah. So, um, and it's not even noon yet for you. I know. Yeah, I know. So it's early. So we're recording right before the Blues and Pens start. Yep. Pretty much starting right now to a degree. Um, yeah. So we're just gonna do some game recaps here, a little bit of news, and then we're gonna do another short podcast. We're gonna go over. And all the crazy rumors that are out there mm-hmm. and stuff right now and see where people might be going, maybe not be going. If the Blues are going to do something, who knows? Oh, I think the Blues have to do something. They'll we'll, do something, we'll but the question is, are they going big? Are they going in mid-range or nothing at all? Mm. That's the question. It, it can go any way right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Sadly enough. So, beginning of the month rolls around. The Blues kind of struggling to uh, – get their footing and then they kind of go on a big win streak like we just heard upstairs before we walked down the blues have had crazy win streaks this year Mm -hmm. winning nine of 11 then four or five three times yep during the year so they're the definition of streaky um Um, i would love to see if memory serves i would say since about thanksgiving we've probably been i'd say a little over 500 i'd have to get the exact number but you're probably you're probably about right because we did hit the skids for what like Four or five games. Why Schwartz was out? They were they were they were nine and ten, nine ten and two. Okay. So I mean, he got hurt December. It was December ninth. So that's about. So you're you're pretty darn close. And then since Schwartz has come back, it's been. uh, I think they've had the really good games and they've had really bad games. Couple roll stinkers, yeah. Which has been crazy. Like it's kind of don't know who you're going to get. It seems like, with the exception of a game that we'll talk about, they either win by like one or get throttled by five and then or as the real last couple of games they all of a sudden learn how to score again which right it's crazy so um so the beginning of the month at boston um little two game swing here and blues didn't really play well this game but it was a i don't know how to describe it except for Lackluster. Yeah, like they yeah. just didn't seem like they cared. Yeah. And then, it was a boring game. Yeah, and then, uh, mind you, they're hitting probably the hottest team in the NHL at the moment. They had an 18-game point streak. Yeah, and after this, Tuka Rask has been 17-0-2 in his wow. last 19 starts, which is obscene. So a controversial goal to start, um, which might have set the tone. So David Krejci gets a goal at the 12:32 mark from DeBrusque and Spooner. So the shot comes from uh, DeBrusque or Spooner, I believe, and it's squeaking through Jake Allen, who's in mm-hmm. net. And Jake Allen reaches back, and there's kind of a scramble. Spooner or DeBrusque crash the net without <laughs> yes, without like the no blues are pushing them, no blues are impeding them or doing whatever. Knock Jake Allen a good five feet outside of the goal crease to his left. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel Benson has the puck and just 
fans on it, and it goes right to Krejci, who bangs it home in a wide open net. Yeah. No goalie interference is called after the Blues challenge this. And I'm on the I was on the way to hockey at the time, and mm-hmm. I'm listening to Kelly Chase and Chris Kerber. And you know they call it. Then right away, Kelly Chase is like, "They're going to challenge that for goaltender interference. There's no way they can." Jake Allen was five feet outside the crease, and yada yada yada. Nope. Uh, Wes McCauley basically says Jake Allen didn't make an attempt to get back into the crease, and I don't think even if he didn't have anybody in his way, he couldn't have got it anyway. Like his athleticism, which is something like that's not in the rule. It's like it's if somebody crashes the net and does this. That's what happened. You know, like, that's it. We, we talked about this briefly over text during the Super Bowl. What do you think a bigger mess is right now? The NHL goalie interference rule or the NFL what constitutes a catch rule? Yeah, they're, for both of sports, it's a huge topic. Like, uh, mind you, there was a couple other plays that happened on that Thursday night. That were way that less. Wa- less egregious. and waved off. Yep. Which... It and unfortunately, it's on the refs. And there's memos that were sent out right before this game, because it was getting. There was a couple of things leading up to this game, not from the Blues perspective, but just an NHL perspective. Mm-hmm. That there was a memo that went out just saying, you know, get back to basics, don't overthink it, yada yada yada. I I know when you're a ref, you don't want to influence the score of the game, but I have always been one of those guys that, if there's a question. You have to call it. Yeah. Because it's better to take something off the board if it's at all questionable versus let it stand and there be controversy. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I like after seeing it, and it's like one of those things where I try to look at it is if it was reverse, if we had a goal that happened like that, sure. Would I be okay with that goal? 100% no. I was just like, oh, man, they would call it back because what's-his-name would have run into him or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I look, I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that this is the problem. And it's not just an NHL problem. You know, you have human beings out there making making calls. And it, it's mm-hmm. not exact science. It's not computers. There's going to be human error. There's going to be human interpretation. And, you know, what What I may think constitutes goaltender interference, you may not. Yeah. And if we're working two separate crews, you know, I may – we could have the same infraction happen in our games. I could call a goal off and you may be like, no, that's, that, that's good. And, you know, what's crazy is that could be the difference between one of the teams that you're reffing making the playoffs and one of the teams that I'm reffing not. Yeah, so – and. You know, obviously Boston's playing well, and the Blues have been, you know, in a good position. But still, both teams are fighting for, you know, the right spot. So because Boston has almost caught Tampa after Tampa's yeah, tour, which is start, which is crazy. Um, Patrice Bergeron in the third period now gets a power Just play goal, a, a laser. laser. There's no way, he, like nope. uh, Allen had this from Pasternak and Spooner. Great one time. Yeah, there's no way he would have had this. So the Blues have done this twice now in like a month, which is crazy. They've scored while having the goalie pulled. What? Yeah. Jane Schwartz. That doesn't happen. T- twice. Like, it didn't happen over a year. Now it's happened twice in less than a month. Yeah. I think the first time it happened, they called back that the previous time was Tarasenko in Chicago in 2016. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. So, um Schwartz is 15th from Shen and Tarasenko at the 18:28 mark, and it was a beauty of a pass. Mm-hmm. So very a good goal there. Jaden Schwartz starting to find his footing after being out. 
Then old friend David Backus gets hit what he's good at, um, empty netter. Can I call this the DMB award of the night? Yeah, I, we talked about this on when I called you on the way home. We talked about it. Uh, he scored with .4 seconds left. And look, man, I get it. You know, you have a puck, you're going to shoot in the empty net. That's not my problem. My problem is he sprinted after that puck like it was on fire to get to it and score. Like he sprinted to that puck like I'm going to show you, St. Louis. I think if he was against the Islanders. On a regular Tuesday night, yeah, nothing. He lets the clock run out, and I'm like, I get it. But that being said, I'm sure he was also frustrated because there were two points during that game where he should have had a goal, one of which he missed a wide Quite open, open net, and as soon as he did it, he threw his head back like, bruh, and then, like uh, I can't believe Alan, I missed it. Then also, Allen made like a hell of a save on another right. time that he had it. So yep. And let's just put this out there, too, because obviously that's kind of been the hot-button topic for a lot of Blues fans, has been the uh, goalie controversy, like who to start when and mm-hmm. yada, yada. So people were complaining because Allen, quote-unquote, had the harder team to play against. You should. And, and and that's what I said. I said, if you want to be ready for playoffs, there's no cupcake teams in the Western Conference. If you're the number one goalie, you get the harder assignment. So – I think, and he played well. So who, he played great. And I, you know, I was like, I even said, well, he'll probably be in against Buffalo to start getting his footing back. Yeah. Fortunately, that did not happen. Carter Hutton plays and further mucks things up, mind you, to Blue's benefit. Right. Uh, plays very well. Shuts out the Sabres one to nothing. To be fair, I think that you, me, and four other dudes could shut out the Sabres. Yeah. So they're not great. And uh, one nothing. Blues didn't really play great this game. No. I mean, yeah. what was it, 0-0 until five minutes left of the game? Yeah. Carl Gunnarsson off of like a, basically a fluke shot, just mm-hmm. threw it towards the net, and it just found a – Lanier made a couple of great saves, and I think Hutton made a couple of really good saves. But Agreed. No, nothing that – you know, like we were saying, oh, my God, what a great goaltending battle. It was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was um, a very quiet game. Yeah. Um, so, and how much is it to sit up top at Buffalo? Uh, when I went – When you went. And this was – Eight years ago, we went to a, was a Saturday night game against the Capitals. Mind you, that's probably the Capitals' heyday, too. Like, they're yes. still good, but like, probably when they were like, yeah. It was Chicago and yep. Washington, where whatever, what was supposed to be on national TV. Um, and we went to a Saturday night uh, Sabres uh, Washington game and sat in the top row of the, at the time, HSBC Center. I don't know what it's now. Mm. It was $325 a ticket. And it's so crammed in that you had to stand up. Like, there is no leg room. Yeah, so, and because Buffalo, I mean, I mean, when you went, because you went to uh, to the Bills Bills game game the next next day. day. So, I mean, they have that and Buffalo, it's sports. That's all they have. And they are rabid hockey fans. Yeah, and for a team that's they're damn near Canada. Yeah, because they're for a team that hasn't been really great. For in a, a while. while so but they still support their teams which is I don't know big. if we've talked about this but the fun fact is they're so close to Canada that they play the Canadian national anthem before every game I'll do that yep didn't know that cuz they started playing O Canada and I looked over at my buddy and I'm like why both of these teams are american and he goes I'll guarantee you that a, a quarter to a third of the people in the stands tonight drove in from Canada that's crazy so uh Gunnarsson gets his fifth of the year career high uh from Stasny at the fourteen nineteen mark, and the Blues win one nothing after uh, dropping the game against Buffalo. Finished the this is the dad's trip too mm-hmm. for the Blues, so uh, 
finishing it strong, which is nice. So the Blues come back home with two days off. They're going to play a very – probably the most important two weeks they've had. I agree. In a, in a while. I agree. Where you have four, uh, five of the six games are divisional opponents, and the one that's not is one of the better teams in the East. Mm-hmm. So they started off with a thud. Oh, and, boy, did they. And uh, they play Minnesota, who is chasing them and playing pretty decently. Yes. And not, not too far off. They're in the second wild card spot. But you think everything is fine and dandy because Jaden Schwartz gets a goal 45 seconds in from Pareko and Bomeister. Pareko with a bomb from the point. Yep, and we're off. And we're off. And you're like, sweet. But a minute later. Uh, a little bit more than that, 202. Uh, Neo Niederreiter gets his 14th from Olofsson and Stahl. Pretty much a scramble play because Olofsson mm-hmm. hits the post. It goes behind Hutton, who's in net. Scrambles around, can't find it. And then Niederreiter puts it past uh, sprawling uh, Bortuzzo at the yep. time. Um, Marcus Foliano gets his fifth of the year from Winnick at the 1653 mark. And you're like, crap, two to one. I don't remember this one exactly, but then, uh, the blues take a penalty pretty much right after the faceoff, and Miku Koivu rockets a shot, his seventh of the year from Granlin and Suter. So that is a three, nothing going into the, the second period. And the hits, they keep on coming. Bye-bye Carter Hutton, three goals on eight shots. Um, mm-hmm. was it maybe the defense on that? Someone argue yes. Someone say no. I think it was a combination. I think it was. I think. I think. Uh, you know, obviously the one at the post and he scrambled. I think the defense could have bailed him out. But a couple. Of, I thought the last two goals he easily could have had. Uh, just start the game. Yeah. Okay. Game start alert. Then the second period rolls around and it gets worse. Uh, Jason <laughs> Zucker gets his twenty second from Grandlin at nine forty five. Dumba Dumba, who I hate, uh, gets his tenth from Zucker and Koivu at the sixteen nineteen mark. Five to one, and these are on. This is mind you, Jake Allen is in net for these. Yes, unfortunately, and Eric Stahl gets his twenty third in the third period at five oh five mark from Zach Parise and Jared Spurgeon, and the Blues did have a little life here. Dimitri asking gets his fifth from Steen and Pareko. I was way out after this after the second period. I, yeah, I turned it off because uh, the Blues are not playing well at all. I mean, it was just the goalies were under siege all night. The defense was awful. The team just looked like they didn't care. I, I saw numerous posts on the St. Louis Blues Lounge that the blue, that the Blues need to trade Tarasenko. Why his trade value is as high as it can be? There's a reason why I've muted that group from my newsfeed. So, it is what it is. So, um, so after the game, once again, the players the players say that's not our game. We will respond on Thursday. Mind you, we've had this this exact conversation twice now in like about what a month. Mm-hmm. Like after the Arizona game, we had a bag skate, you know, and then now we have this game. Um, There's a heart issue with this team, and it's not a new issue. It, it, it and it's weird because you're trying to figure out who it is because you've turned over a good chunk of the roster. The what, I'm trying to trace back what would they have left? Steen, Steen, Petrangelo. That's about it. Of the ones that from the original group is what I'm Berglund? trying to think. And Berglund and maybe Bo Meester. No, it's been longer than him. When they got good, because Bo Meester came right when Hitchcock got hired and stuff. So I bet it's about close to time. Timing's darn close, let's put it that way. I mean, uh, but you're also talking about a team that's quit on Andy Murray, a team that's quit on Davis Payne, quit on Ken Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. I'll even go back far enough to say quit on uh, Joel Quinville. Mm-hmm. I still think that's one of the ones you never should let him go. And he might be getting let go soon because Chicago is officially in last place in the Central right now. They suck out loud. 
Yeah, they are, uh, what the kids say, not good. Um, it, it, What does that team do? Because they're up against the cap, and they got nothing. Yeah, because Seabrook's regressed. Patrick Sharp, that deal did not work out. Yeah, I highly suggest. Brent Seabrook might be the worst contract in the NHL. Yeah, another right four now. years at $6 million with a, like a no-movement clause. So he can't even send to the minors. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Keith. Duncan Keith just scored his first goal the other day. Yeah, he took a step back, he, I know, which is crazy. You know, you know what the problem with that team is? They got old. And they all got old at once. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't spread out slowly. Um, and they traded a lot of their guys when they got guys to make playoff runs. And, like, the Andrew Ladd thing never worked, didn't work out and stuff like that. And they traded a bunch of guys. So, anyway, I do highly suggest if anybody go to – I think it's one of the Chicago beat writers, Mark Lazarus. I think I'm saying that right. Check mm-hmm. out his Twitter rant the other day. Oh, my gosh. When he was calling out – I call it hashtag Blackhawks Twitter. Whew. Really? Called them out, man, and it, it was just like take out Blackhawks Twitter and put it in Blues. Like, is it about that, the fans turning on him? Yeah, saying like the fans want to trade Taves and they want to do this and then do this. Like, and it's like you guys got spoiled. He flat out said that. Oh, of course they. He's did. like, for the last ten years, this team has been near the top, and they have three cups in ten years. I bet you thirty other fan bases would trade their ten years for our ten years for what's going on right now. Easily. Yep. I'm, I'll raise my hand on that one. I'll take three cups in ten years for sure. Okay. So I'll take one in ten years. Yeah. One in my lifetime be nice. But yeah. anyway. So, question: Are the Blues going to respond to the Avalanche game? Another huge game. Yep. And I was at the Avalanche game the week before. That was a close game. Three to I think a three to one. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But it was a lot closer than a three to one score. Mm-hmm. Says so. The question: Are the Blues going to respond? So we're off the hop, and this is why. This is how you become fan favorites. Braden Chen dropping the gloves, dropping the gloves against Gabriel Landeskog, and starts throwing it down. Did he do great? Mm, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text. Um, and then he also responds with a power play goal at the eight forty one mark. Chen is twenty second. From Schwartz and Dunn, how great has that been? Pickup been like I know people say like, oh, what about the draft picks turnout? Like I don't care. Like I, I would argue that more than anybody on this team with the letter, Braden Shen is the leader of this team right now. He's becoming it. He's only twenty five years old, so that's a guy that's going to be around for I a mean, while. He's, and when I say leader, I mean leading by example, which is what he did. He said, and the great great quote from um, after the game. Uh, Rutherford and Korak, and they were talking to him. He said he decided during warm-ups to do it. Yeah. Like he told Berglund uh, during warm-ups, he's like, you need to take the face off because um, I'm going to fight somebody. Just get the boys going. Like that's something that, like you say, le- leaders leader does. do. Leader does. Which is like he flat said, like, you're taking the face off because I'm going to fight somebody, whoever it is. And he, mind you, he didn't fight like some scrubber. He fought like probably their best player. Yeah. Obviously, McKinnon's out, but Landis Cox probably their next best player, and he fought him. Yep, and which I, and let's be honest, like I know that takes Braden Shen off the ice for five minutes, but you he took he took Landis Kong off the ice for five minutes. Yeah, so you did take like probably the arguably two best players on each team off, you know. So anyway, he gets the first goal. Blues playing pretty well to start, one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Vladimir Saboka decided to be Vladimir Saboka. Mm-hmm. Um, just after making a good play to strip the puck of a guy, decides to forget the puck. And Gabriel Bork picks it up and snipes a shot past Carter Hutton, who was Look what I found. And, man, I'm counting down the days to the trade deadline. If they're going to ship some salary out, that's the easiest salary to ship out. So, 
Agreed. Sorry, I think sorry, fans, got, but I'm just I not think a he's fan. He's got a decent value. I think you get a you can still you decent get, return on him. Yeah, that's a guy that can play up and down the lineup. As much as I'm not a fan of him being on the first line and stuff like that, but yeah. it's a guy that could easily fill in for the second line for a little bit. But he's mostly a third line guy. Always has been. Always will be. Yeah. Sorry. That's how it is. Um, and then I missed the rest of this game due to having hockey again. And I've been barber show with kind of a fluky goal. Off Jonathan Bernier? Oh, I would say so. Just threw it from the boards and just beat Bernier top shelf on top corner. Yep. Barbershop was his third from Pareko and Upshaw at the 417 mark. And then right uh, a couple minutes later, Braden Shen, his 23rd from Berglund. Basically, Berglund keeps the puck in like the Blues. When they want to forecheck and create offensive zone turnovers. They can do it. That's when the team is most successful, and that's what this play exactly was. They got the puck twice during this thing, during this little sequence, and Berglund just turned through a shot, and it was a save by Bernier, and Shen was right there and just backhanded in the rebound, and that's because they were gassed. It frustrates me with this team. Because and look, I know you're not gonna do it every shift, and you know you're gonna have Even every you're nights. gonna have you're gonna have bad games. Like I'm, that's gonna happen. But the amount of time that will lapse between games for the Blues show how good they are is frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, you said it the last time we recorded that there was a, an article that said the Blues don't know how to handle success. And I, that was I, from their own GM. And I just crazy. don't understand. It's almost like, and we, we've said it before, and we've said it for years, they start to believe their own hype. And they sit back, and they think that all they have to do is throw their sticks on the ice, and teams are going to be like, oh, my God, it's St. Louis. We, we'll, we're, we can't win this game. And they end up losing games to teams that they have no business losing to yeah like the minnesota game should have been closer like i don't understand yeah why it was like that but um let's see brazia continues the barrage in the second period his eighth from steen and dunn brazia is a guy they need to resign and, and bring back for fourth line center because he can just eight goals in your fourth line center is really good nowadays i agree uh petrangelo gets his ninth of the year from dunn and stasny hit the 1501 mark so dunn cross-eyes pass one time for Petrangelo who beats Varlamov who's in net now the thing I liked about this goal is about 15 seconds before the goal uh Petro had a one-timer from the same place on a wide open net and just sailed it wide Mm -hmm. and I was just like god how many times do we just shoot wide or shoot high and he stayed with it and literally they cycled it back around got it to him and he just ripped it right, right past the goalie yeah, and then so going so awesome second period puts the Blues up six to uh, excuse me five to one, and then Paul Stassen gets his twelfth of the year from Bowmeister and Gunnarsson six minute mark six to one is the final. The Blues maybe have found their scoring touch. It's one game. We'll see how it goes. Mind you, big news coming out of this game: old friend Neil Yakupov decides to on his one timer break Joel Edmondson's arm, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Kelly Chase revealed on the Blues all preview they do on Facebook. You know. It was a compound fracture. You ask what a compound fracture is, it's when the bone goes Breaks through skin. the skin. Yeah. So, Blech. yes, correct. So, he had sur- like he had surgery that night. Like, they rushed to the hospital and, like, yeah. you're putting a plate on that now. So, they said a minimum, of, he'll be reevaluated six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that puts it about the, about the last week of March. 
So you're right around playoffs. So right before, so you're basically looking at Jalminson back for the playoffs. I think the Blues will hold him out the extra week, depending on obviously they may even put him in the last game or two of course. to get him a little. Get with the, with it was Saboka. Yeah, but, I think the other thing of note in this is, um, and they mentioned it during the game, is uh, the offensive struggles of Tarasenko right now. Yeah, he had two, if not three real good scoring chances in this game and shot wide or shot high or just pulled it. And um, you can tell that it's in his head that he hasn't been scoring. Um, yeah, and that had, is important. Yeah, he only had one shot in that game. In the, the, in the Colorado shot, game? So that registered on the website. Shots on goal one. Okay, well – Shots on goal, yeah. But I mean, he, on goal is what I'm saying, yeah. But he had a couple more that he pushed wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important, A, because you could tell the dude's struggling, and B, the very next night. Yeah, so he um, you know, still has almost led the forwards in ice time. Had 16-26 in total ice time. Yeah. So, I mean, he, broke, he broke a stick uh, after one shot. There was one where he was wide open in the slot and pulled burning. it. Immediately slammed his stick and fractured it. Went down to the bench and pulled a Bo Jackson and broke it over his knee. Yeah, he is uh, frustrated, to say the least. And uh, sure, after this game, or excuse me, before this game, uh, Yo did say he did pull Tarasenko into his office, and you know he could tell he's obviously struggling and frustrated, and you know gave him words of encouragement and just maybe make little tweaks to his game and stuff like that. To get it's got to be back. rough to be the coach of someone like Tarasenko who's. Uh, obviously, I, let's say top ten player in the league. Yeah, I would say when he's uh, on. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, you know, the dude could score. Yeah, we've seen he, it. Plenty he's of had I, what three of the last four years forty goal seasons. Yeah, missed it by one goal last year. Had thirty nine last year. Yeah, thirty nine last year. Um, and then I think the one year was the lockout shortened year, right. so he didn't have thirty. He had like I think he had like almost twenty something. Right. Um. You know, what do you say to the guy aside from just keep shooting? Yeah. Like, they're going to go in. Every every scorer goes through a drought. And, it, and it, you know, it sucks when you're going through the drought at the same time that your team is losing. Because it, it's the double whammy of not only are you not producing, but your team isn't winning. It's easier to get through it if you're not producing, but you're still, you know, racking up wins. It takes pressure off you. When you start losing, it doubles the pressure on you to get your game right and right the ship for the team. So, you know, the people who are, oh, we need to trade Tarasenko, like, it's, you. That's just frustration. And, like, yeah, at the end of the day, and, like, and look, I, dude, we're there too, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's like Sorry. saying trade Brett Hall. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, like, you know, guys like Tarasenko just don't grow. And how many years have we're Blues fans clamoring for a guy they could have a go-to guy? Like, mm-hmm. ever since Pavel Dimitra, like, you never had a guy like Kachuk, to a degree, I guess you could say, but a sniper, a guy that is purely offensive that you could yeah, – And I would put, agree. As soon as you put the – he gets a uh, hold of the puck – you like kind of start to get on the edge of your seat. Like we don't, they haven't had that guy. Maybe since God, you can even maybe say Brett Hall. I would say I, I would say Brett Hall. Like uh, with all respect to Pavel Demetra and, and 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 you know Kachuk, whatever. With all respect to Demetra, Demetra is not on the level of a guy like Tarasenko. Like 
Demetra was fantastic. Yeah, we're not downing him at all. It's just but, like electric talent, I guess. Yes, like when, like you said, when the puck is on Tarasenko's stick, you expect a goal. Yeah. And no one has been like that for the St. Louis Blues since Brett Hall. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the difference. Like, we've had competent goal scorers. We had Brad Boyce, who caught fire for a couple of years. And had 40 goals for back right. right here, we so. ha- we've had Demetra. We've had, we've had guys who can score and had yeah. good years. But no one of the talent level of Brett until Tarasenko. Yeah, so. And those guys don't come. Like, if there were that many guys... We'd all everybody, every team would have one. Every team would have one, and they don't. Yeah, Arizona wouldn't be missing the playoffs again. Nope. The Sabers won't be missing the playoffs again. I mean, let's just quickly. I would say that when you're talking about Vladimir Tarasenko, you're talking about a level of player that consists of him, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Patrick Kane, Kucherov, Kucherov, McKinnon. This year has been really good. This year. I, let's see him do it extended. I mean, I'm talking about guys who have proven over and over again, year in year out, that that they're going to score you goals. I, I mean, I think that's the list. Yeah, like we're proven goal scorers who've been consistent for the last handful of years. Yeah. Mm. So it's going through my head real quick. Sorry. We've named five guys. Jamie, Jamie Ben's been okay, to my knowledge. I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to get guys on every team. It's right. going through my head real quick. Um, Kane, Sonam. Oh, he's like Kane. Okay, I was yeah. Just trying to think. Um, Detroit Rev, nobody. Uh, no, I think that's about it. If I think of one while we're talking, I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah, I mean, so you're looking at five guys in the whole league that you can count on. They're going to be your dude. And here's the thing is, like, not only do we as fans know that they're the dude, like, the other team knows it too. Yeah, there's game it's, plans to stop them more than likely. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're like, whoa, there's nothing we can do. Like, they're double teaming him. They're they're doing everything they can, and they can't stop him. Yeah, that's the type of talent you're dealing with, and that is to say, well, he's having you know a bad year. We got to ship him while the the money's high. Like you are a damn fool. And also, you got to look at it too, like what the contracts guys are getting now too. Mm-hmm. Tarasenko's making like seven and a half. Like that contract he signed is could oh, easily have four more million on it. Yeah, like you're talking. About John Tavares, when we put that in there. There's another. Yeah, that's a good one. So Tavares, who's going to be up this year? They're talking twelve million dollars, possibly mm-hmm. the first hundred million. That like eight, they're talking. I heard eight years, hundred million dollars. What he might get, which is obscene. It's ridiculous. But if teams play, they pay it. I mean, that's what I mean. But it's hard to structure a team, as the Blackhawks have found out year in year out. Eventually, they, we were off by a year. Last year, we were saying it was the year that they fall off, and this year, I'm like, well, you can't count them out until you see it. I think we're seeing. And it. I think we're seeing it finally. So foreshadowing as Chris just did there. Uh, I mean, the, Marion Hosa up until the last year or two yeah, was one of those guys. He's been consistent two-way player. So I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different guys, but like a, like 10, 10 maybe, or less, 10 or less guys, maybe 15 if we extended a smidgen, but right. yeah, overall that's what we're going with. So Chris kind of foreshadowed with his little talk there. Uh, the blues needed some goal scoring down Joel Edmondson going into um, a back-to-back game against Winnipeg Jets who've been off since the Tuesday beforehand so they're off for three days yep um Winnipeg who's in the division lead up by four but they have th- three games in hand here yep. uh, so the Blues kind of really need to win this game 
play, oh, I would say so. Play really, really well the first period. Only let five shots uh, on goal. Uh, Allen is a net, so which I kind of I definitely liked. I did too. And the second period rolls around, and the Blues, like we talked about before, when they can create offensive pressure and turnovers, and their end mm-hmm. can do good things. And this Absolutely. Is what ha- and kudos to Alexander Steen here, who was all over their zone this this shift. Yeah. And had a he shot. Just plays well in Winnipeg. Yep. Had a shot. Went behind the net, created a turnover. It went against the boards. He went over, dug it out against the far boards, mm-hmm. fed it to Tarasenko, who came in and took, like like you said, shot like it was on a stick for a split second. Yeah. Top corner on Connor Hellebuck, and Tarasenko breaks his goalless streak of seven games. His 22nd from Steen. Seven games ties his longest drought, I correct? believe so, yeah. Because they said, I thought they said he had another one of seven yeah. before. So. Then Patrick Berglund gets his eighth of the year from Bortuzzo and Schwartz. And once again, like a theme we're having here, when they have offensive zone uh, pressure and turnovers, that's when they do well. Bortuzzo plays a very good offensive play here, which I never thought I'd say that. Uh, Throws it right towards Berglund. And this is like the third or fourth time they tried this during the game where they did like the deflection play right in front. Yeah. And they went to the stick side every time. So I guess that's what they their scouts Must be the said. scouting report yeah, on. Yeah, because that happened at least three times before this, and it finally worked. Where Berglund, I didn't think it went in because it went in and out so fast. Um, So awesome goal there by Berglund, who's uh, hopefully starting to get his feet back under him after being out all year. Yep. So Steen gets rewarded for all his hard play uh, off this play at the 11.39 mark. Uh, Petrangelo is holding the puck in after a scramble play in the corner. Throws the puck on net. Um, Hellebuck kicks it out from – he's on his left. He goes – kicks it out to his right. And uh, Steen is right there and just buries it into the open net, which is great. So, his 12th of the year. Um, unfortunately, the Blues uh, couldn't get the uh, – hold him there because Kyle Connor – I said I always said O'Connor, but Kyle Connor. It's 18th of the year, who rookie from Rosalovic. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the 17-33 mark, kind of similar uh, – not similar. I was thinking of a different one. He basically took a shot and it hit off Vince Dunn's pants. Yes. Because it was going kind of, pretty much probably going wide, but it hit his pants enough that it went by Allen. So nothing really could have done there. Uh, Blues up 3-1 to one going to the third. Looking good. Uh, take a penalty here. But Patrick Laine gets his 25th of the year, his 12th power play goal from Connor and Wheeler. This is just a freaking laser. Like, it's kind of similar to the uh, Bergeron goal. Yeah, uh, yes. But, like, Allen couldn't see it at all. It was just flew right by him with the screen and the, how hard the shot was. But the Blues respond a little over a minute later. Tarasenko gets the second of the game, his 23rd of the year from Stastny and Bowmeister. Blues have pressure. Bowmeister, I want to say, did this on purpose, but I can't get guarantee it was on purpose. Shot it wide. <laughs> <laughs> and it just bounced behind the net. You never know with this and team. And Tarasenko was pretty much on the red line almost behind the net, and just roofs it on Hellebuck to put the Blues up 4-2. to two. Jane Schwartz makes a nice steal with the goalie pulled near the end of the game, gets a 17th empty net goal at the 1957 mark, and the Blues, to my surprise, pull out the win, 5-2, to two, a huge win, one of the bigger ones in quite some time now. Blues now have won, once again, 4-5. or five. Uh, As they play the Pittsburgh Penguins, as of right now, they're still tied with 0-0 zero, zero, is what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen a score update yet. So, Blues tied 0-0 there. Blues, once again, another important week coming up. Um, they played Nashville on Tuesday, and then our big 
uh, podcast record watch party. They played Dallas, who was right behind them in the standing. So that's yep. gonna be a huge game, and both of the and both of those are on the road. So, um, well, two little bits of news, which we one we kind of went over. Edmondson is out for a uh, six weeks. Chris Butler has been recalled. Uh, people wondered why Jordan Schmaltz did not get recalled. Well, he is still injured in right. San Antonio, so he cannot be recalled. Plus, it'd be pointless for him to sit on the bench unless you're really going to play him. Um, so Butler's pretty much just going to be there to just keep the press box warm and unless they need somebody that night and if they have back-to-backs or whatever. Because if you're going to have somebody that you need playing, I think they would call up Wallman, I would think. If, if that, I would imagine so. Yeah, so. Um, and then the other one, which we uh, – Chris texts me, and he – mind you, this happened a week and a half before we forgot to bring it up last podcast. He's like, when did Magnus PRV leave the team? Right. <laughs> I, I, I feel I like I'm pretty up to date on this team. And then all of a sudden I get a Twitter update that he scored a goal for, for Winnipeg. And I'm like – Ottawa. Or I'm sorry, Ottawa. And I'm like, what? Yeah, he scored actually the go-ahead goal for uh, help the Blues out in the game. But, uh, yeah, Ottawa picked him up, and after the Blues uh, – uh, activated Jaden Schwartz, I believe, is when everything went down. So, interesting there. But, like I said, he was a, he was a depth player at best, and you can put Blay in his place now and be just as productive, I think. Uh, yeah. So, we're okay with that. So, and I believe that's pretty much – I'm just double-checking everything I have on my list here. I think that's about it. The Blues uh, – oh, the other bit of news, I guess. And this is kind of a ind- indicative to how bad the Blues goaltending has been since their inception. Jake Allen, with his win uh, against uh, Winnipeg, moved into third most wins by Blues goalie in franchise history with 109. God, that's with 109. He tied Grant Fuhrer, or went ahead of Grant Fuhrer. Grant Fuhrer at 108. Curtis Joseph at 137, and Mike Liute at 151, which is crazy. So, uh, last bit of news, which we'll get into that. Uh, Gary Bettman was in town. Why do you think Gary Bettman was in town? Well, he's go- surveying the Blues are pitching. They're trying to get the 2020 All-Star game. So, no news on that. Bettman just said he likes the way things are going. If the Blues continue to update their facility, I can definitely see an All-Star game being here. That's as much as he said. Nothing. He's you know The Blues did a very good job with the Winter Classic, which I think put them on the map for future events, like the All-Star game, maybe a draft eventually, because the draft is going to be mo- it moves around all the time. Last time they had a yeah. year was, do you remember? Oh, mid nineties, ninety five. Yeah, that'd be mid nineties, and that's that's right when the Blues got their draft picks back. Yeah, and the, they had the first first round pick because after the whole Scott Stevens uh, debacle, was the Stevens a debacle? Yeah, yep. Shanahan. Yeah. Oh, it's the Scott Stevens thing, and then Shanahan was yep. after that. So they lost all their first round picks, and then they picked and the Blues picked that game. I was at the uh, draft that day. They picked Marty Reasoner, mm. and Chris Phillips was the first overall pick that year. Marty Reasoner. You know why you failed? You picked the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> he did pick number 15. So that is wrapped up for Blues news for now. So the Blues, uh, we're going to do a trade deadline thing. But first, we'll let you know about February 16th is our big, uh, I would say, 100th podcast recording slash watch party at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. So um, – Really excited to do this. It's coming up really fast. Um, the game is at 7.30 because it's in Dallas. And we're going to get there. Eh, we're going to go for – we're going to start recording at 6.30 and get there a little before that. We're going to have giveaways in between the first and second periods. Um, 
Yeah, and there's going to be drink specials and a bunch of other stuff going on. Come meet us, watch us record stuff, watch the Blues win against the Dallas Stars. So That'll be, be a big game. Yep, it's going to be a huge game on top of that. So, um, Also, check out the article on the Blues website about uh, Reeves returning. I thought it was really good, too. So, uh, I think that's about it. So, if you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. And Ashley's at Ashley Reigns. Our website is blueshockeypodcast.net. You can get all the information on our watch party there, uh, along with all our sponsors um, and links to all their stuff. So we will uh, definitely uh, give you more information in the coming days. Just check our Facebook and Twitter feeds. I believe the I'm going to give you the quick address for Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. It's in St. Louis, hopefully, if everybody's it's in St. Lindbergh, Louis. It's on Lindbergh, right? Yep, 3133 North Lindbergh, Maryland Heights, 63043. So please, thank come for, on out, come on out and get see some us. free stuff. Yes, everybody loves free stuff. Shake our hands, even. Yeah, if, yeah, maybe you can give Ashley a hug. She's she's nice. She's friendly. She's friendly. She smells good. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, all right.